This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Alright, welcome back to the Outdoor Drive Podcast. This is episode 191 with your boy East Coast Trev and my good buddy, Mr. Madman Marty. Yeah! What up, buddy? What's going on? I'm just trying to podcast, drive the truck. And navigate? And navigate. We don't want to end up in Canada like the Stubbs brothers. Well, that, that, that does happen, dude. I mean, it is that's such as life. I would say you're DJing, but not with the radio. You're just running that... Whatever that thing is. It's called the mixer, mixer, Steven. Run of the mixer. I know you don't know what that is. I don't really care. Yeah. I don't well, want anything to do with that thing. Well, that's... Just give me the mic. I guess. You're not even good at that. <laughs> I just, you know... <laughs> I don't know what you're good come at. Come on here and talk shit. And yeah, have fun. I guess that's what it's all about, right? That's right. So, it is the start of the Connecticut 2023 season. Um, Massachusetts has opened, and the good boys up there, Seth and Lou... Uh, Seth knocked down a bird yesterday, Lou knocked down a bird today, and Justin was very close to killing a bird, um, mm. and so... Laid every, down some bomb footage. I'll tell you what, we have two states within our crew, so it's two opening days in two days, two opening days in two days, and we've knocked down a bird mm. yesterday... And today, so Massachusetts, Connecticut. Yeah, but podcast then, land, it's all screwed up. Well, yeah, what, but I'm mon- not even going there. I'm not mon- even going there. Monday and Wednesday in podcast land. Oh, yeah, Monday. Yeah, I guess that's right. They'll listen to it's Thursday. Oh, that's well, true. They, and then, they, they know the routine. Yeah, whatever. It is what it is. I'm not really worried about it and getting that technical. Um, the other thing, too, is that the boys, I know we got a little bit of background noise. We're actually driving. We're headed back from scouting um and we had a like a phenomenal day Uh, i don't want to get too far into that because that's not that's kind of what the podcast is about recapping of what has happened in the first day of the season and everything like that and um yeah i think that we should get through the house yeah the house chores first and then we'll break into what everything's really all about and we'll snap into it that's pretty much what we do every week i know but i think if we just do it this way and for you guys that don't know i'm shot 
I'm absolutely Dude, tired. I and it's hot as hell. Na- in I need a nap. <laughs> and I'm not a napper. No, but I definitely need a nap. So let's get through the house rules. First off, big thank you to Huntworth, Huntworth Gear. They are Ooh, the official camouflage. Yeah, official camouflage of the Outdoor Drive. Uh, if you guys haven't checked them out, make sure to get on over to HuntworthGear.com um, and get some good old camo over there. Uh, pretty durable, really good stuff. Been running through the briars and stuff like that. It's, it's just a great, Dude, great I, I say it all camouflage. the time, but I love the built-in face mask because I hate face masks. I lose them. I forget them. I just throw that hoodie on, and I can't forget my face mask. It's right there. I know. It's super important. I mean, like, it's just nice. Although I didn't use it today, but we'll get into that in a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, but so also Norisa Game Calls, NorisaGameCalls.com. Uh, they are the official calls of the Outdoor Drive. Mark's been absolutely killing it. We knocked down some really good birds with the Norisa Calls this so far this week, um, and hopefully then on to more. Uh, also, new, North, North, um, wow. New Era Archery, NewEraArchery.com, the home of the Zeus Broadheads. Uh, if you guys haven't checked them out for your archery needs, those are the broadheads that we use here at the Outdoor Drive. And then last but not least, Bowhunters United. So if you guys haven't checked those out, we do have a link, and I'll put it below. You guys can just click on that link and head on over and sign up for uh, Bowhunters United. Some really great stuff and some really great stuff that comes back to you for signing up for Bowhunters United. So go and check those guys out, and they're also the sponsor of the News for Your Crews. So let's take a quick break. Let's spin it on over to Mike Salter for a little bit of news this week. All right, guys. Why don't we buckle up and see what's going on in the world of news with Mr. Mike Salter. Hey, everyone. We're going to kick this one off with some legislative victories. First in Montana, where HB 533 and SB 533 were aimed to revise the law surrounding non-resident hunting, which would have greatly impacted college students' hunting licenses. On April 18th, the proposed repeal of this law was tabled and is no longer moving forward. Now in Maryland, where SB 327 has passed, which will increase opportunities for public land hunters, establish a new wildlife conservation education outreach program, establish a stamp for hunting seca deer, and authorize non-resident college and university students to purchase resident hunting licenses. These victories are possible and a result of outdoorsmen and women taking action on these bills. Uh, now to some legislation that still needs some support. Uh, to Maine, where LD-626, LD-1166, and LD-1241 have been proposed. LD-626 would allow youth hunting on Sundays. LD-1166 would allow landowners to hunt on their own land on Sundays. And LD-1241 would allow Sunday hunting with a bow or a crossbow. All of these would be great steps for, uh, forward in removing the Sunday hunting prohibitions. Uh, now to Maryland, where two bills have been passed and awaiting the governor's signature. HB-466 would allow Sunday hunting of game birds and mammals in Worcester County with certain restrictions. And HB-1087, uh, which would allow in... Wacomico County, Sunday hunting of game birds and mammals on certain Sundays, subject to certain restrictions, uh, to allow Sunday hunting on public land, subject to certain time restrictions, and adding the county to the list of counties with archery safety zones. Uh, These are both waiting signature from the governor, and people are encouraged to email the governor's office voicing support for these bills. Now to California, where the Central Coast Heritage Protection Act was reintroduced in Congress, The legislation would add nearly a quarter million acres of wilderness uh, areas and designate 159 miles of wild and scenic rivers in California's central coast. 
This area includes the Thule elk hunt zones and one of California's largest native grassland habitats that provides deer, upland game, and some wild pig hunting opportunities. So reach out to your legislators in support of this act. Now to Oregon, where help is needed to pass the right to hunt legislation. HJR 5 would ensure the right to fish, hunt, harvest, and gather food in Oregon. It would also protect Oregon sportsmen and women from an outright ban on any of these activities and still allows reasonable regulation on these activities. And you can voice your support for this one through howlforwildlife.org. Now to Vermont, and thanks to Brad Jarvis for sending this one along. Uh, when the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service released the hunting and fishing plan for the Silvio County Refuge in 2021, it contains several restrictions uh, on the use of hunting dogs, including restriction on one section that prohibits the use of dogs for hunting any species except rough grouse. Uh, these changes would have been proposed by hunters and the Vermont Fish and Wildlife Department had they been discussed in the plan set out for, sent out for review. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has now opened a public comment period to address the rules they put in place without giving the public a chance for input. The plan can be reviewed on U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service's website, and comments should be sent to Conti underscore Vermont underscore hunt comments at fws.gov and can be addressed to other U.S. Fish and Wildlife staff, so contact me if you would like any of those. Lastly, to Nebraska, where the Game and Parks Commission has approved recommendations for the 2023 deer, antelope, and elk hunting seasons, changes include uh, removing 70 either sex and 282 doe fawn uh, antelope permits, uh, including archery season on all mule deer conservation area permits, making them valid for all open seasons, prohibiting antlerless mule deer harvest statewide on all lands open to public hunting except land in the uh, Open Fields and Waters Program, Reducing the non-resident either sex and buck only deer permits to 10,000, excluding landowner and youth permits. Reducing non-resident archery deer permit quota to 3,000 and making it not valid for mule deer in MDCA. Reducing the non-resident muzzler deer permits to 1,000. Creating a new Plains Whitetail Firearm Deer Permit. Reducing available November firearms permits by 5.9% and analyst only choice permits by 7.4%. Setting the non-resident quota at 15% for the Calamus... West, Plains, Sandhills, and Upper Platte November Firearms and Frenchman MDCA permits, uh, restructuring of the elk management units, adding 39 bull elk permits and 214 antlerless elk permits, and minor adjustments to other deer, elk, and antelope permits uh, to meet management objectives. So check those out if you plan on hunting Nebraska. As always, if you have anything to send to me, it'd be greatly appreciated. Reach out to me, Mike Salter, on Facebook or Beard underscore Bowhunter21 on Instagram. And with that, enjoy the rest of your ride. All right. Thank you, Mike. We really appreciate you, buddy. And Bowhunters United for all that they do for the Outdoor Drive podcast. Oh, man. What a great start to the season. I'll tell you what. It's been something else. And I, I'm looking forward to hearing Seth and Lou's story stories and i'm hoping that justin knocks one down here in the next day or two and uh, we can get either get them on a full podcast about what's going on or some tales from the tailgates and i know that we're a week behind on tales from tailgates we did not release one on tuesday but they will come very shortly just been a little bit crazy and hectic with scouting getting ready for the season forgetting my computer at Mardik's house and not being able to blame put me, out yeah, yeah well mm-hmm. it's always Mardik's I'll fault. take the at least somebody's got to get the I got blame broad it's not shoulders. me I got broad well, shoulders. whatever it is dude hey not, don't worry about the mule just load the wagon that's right I don't even know what <laughs> just stop you're <laughs> ridiculous you know, so 
But man, I'll tell you what, dude. Opening day at Connecticut, we were a little bit undecisive of what, how this well, was going to go. First I want to go back first before we jump in today. Okay, I have wet shoes, by the way. This is ridiculous. So, how about Sunday? It poured all day. I don't know if you had fun. I had a blast. We met up, what, 10 a.m.? I think we met 10 a.m. Sunday. Yep. Jumped in my truck and literally burned through an entire tank of gas. Just driving all over the state. It was raining. We were glass and field. What just do you call that? You call that bedlined? No, what did you call it? Something's fuel or something? I don't remember. Never mind. Oh, uh, uh, we were... We were um, we burned a tank of gas, so we were uh, funding the war in Ukraine. Oh, that's what we were doing. <laughs> I forgot. So, anyways, drove all over the state, all eastern Connecticut, glassing up birds and fields in the rain. Trucks running good. I don't know if you guys remember the episode where I reminded everybody to make sure your truck's running good, make sure you take care of your maintenance, and all that good stuff. My truck's running great until Monday when I leave work and I get a check engine light. And completely lose my mind. But long story short, easy fix. Truck's good, stress free. We're ready to rock and roll for the opener turkey season. Well, actually, no. Let's let's even bring it back even more because Monday I had lost. I had had a crack in my um, in thermostat housing. the thermostat housing. Right. So right, right. it's a day before season, and now I got to fix my so, truck to so, be able to go turkey. So Trev's got truck problems. So we so we schemed this plan. I said we're gonna hunt together anyways. Why don't you just come down to my house Tuesday night, the night before opener. We'll go around, we'll roost. Let's just roll around in one truck all week. Park your truck. You won't have to drive anywhere. We'll just jump in my truck. There's no sense of you commuting back and forth to home. We'll just turkey camp at, at my house. Right. Great plan. And then my check engine light comes on and traction control and whatever. Long story short, truck's fixed. We're ready to roll. Just, a, you know, wouldn't be an interesting opening day if you didn't have some kind of well, craziness. So how about this? So I leave my house, and I don't. I, I told you about this, but I, so I left my house on Tuesday to come down to your house to meet up with you to just sight in the guns and whatever mm-hmm. else, shoot the saddies through through the through the guns and make sure everything's on point before the season. A little I confidence didn't even, booster. I didn't even get two miles from my house, and I got pulled over by the state police <laughs> doing 19 over. So so the guy comes up to the to the driver's side door, and he's like. He goes, you know why I pulled you over? I go, yeah, when I went to go past you, I was knew I was getting pulled over. That's why I pulled over on the side of the road. He's like, I'm here on a, uh, a speeding grant. These guys, people will drive too fast down this road. You're doing 19 over, not enough for a ticket, but uh, it will result in a warning if uh, everything checks out. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, uh, I mean, at first, I'm thinking I'm going to go to jail, right? Because I'm like, dude, I'm doing 19 over. Mm. How how am I not going to get in trouble, right? I mean, 15 over is, is reckless, right? Yeah. And I'm flying. 20 I don't know. I, it's a 25, and I'm doing 19 over, so that would put me somewhere in the 40s. Do, 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 yeah, do, not good. Do, do. Not good. I think I was doing 42. But anyways, so everything checks out, and I end up getting a warning. But I'm thinking, all right, this is great. The housing on my thermostat's messed up, mm. and I had to fix that. Now we're going to start off the trip, and I'm going to get pulled over two miles. I'm like, this is just absolutely ridiculous. Hey, but, you know what they say. It's got to get worse before it gets better. That's right. Things come in threes. <laughs> and it got better quick. Yeah, it got way better quick. So, yeah, man. So we sighted in the guns on Tuesday and got everything all checked out and working. I wouldn't say wanna... sighted in. I think it was just like a final check. Yeah. Well, so we had gone from one ammunition. We both were shooting different ammunition, and then we went to Saddie's. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to make sure that we were on paper properly. And I'll tell you what. I was <laughs> more than on paper properly. Um, and I, I had messaged Aaron. 
uh, after I had actually uh, left with you, and I was going out to scout, and you went out to scout oh, your yeah, side. Oh, yeah, we split up there. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, I, so I messaged Aaron, and I sent him the pictures. I said, I think we're on for the morning. And uh, so I sent him the pictures of 40 and 20, and he's like, do you think uh, the next round I should tighten them up for you? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I think they're going to get away if I shoot at them, you know? They were just super tight. And any listeners that don't know what we're talking about, we just did an episode with Aaron Satterfield from, what is it, Saddie's LLC? Yeah. Just, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, it was uh, episode 189. Highly on recommend. One. one of my favorite episodes. Go back and check it out if you missed it. Yeah, it was a great episode. Kind of dug right into what you know tungsten is and how it's used and so on and so forth because people talk crap about it on how you know why would somebody want to shoot at such a long distance and so on and so forth but it's not that it's the you know the ethical part of shooting turkeys and killing turkeys Mm -hmm. why would you not want to do it the right way and tungsten is is that tool to be able to make that stuff work out well could have made or break my shot today Totally could have made it. Distance had nothing to do with it. But yeah. we're getting into, we're getting yeah. there. Yeah. So it's it's so we ended up sighting in the guns, split up. Um I, I went and scouted one area. Uh the bird was there. Uh seen a couple other birds in another area. Super excited, but I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna go there in the morning. I would have rather, you know, kinda had a game plan, see what you had done. Uh see if we couldn't, you know, put up a bird at your house yeah i think the thing we struggled i wouldn't say struggled with but the thing we contemplated the most tuesday night was we we knew we had birds in multiple areas it was structuring our game plan with what made the most sense for the week we've got some weather coming in later and just trying to pick and choose where to go first second third wednesday thursday friday and try to come up with some kind of game plan and then dealing with public on opening day and i mean it's always tough and then you know with the scarce amount of birds i mean i mean as a national on the national level with the whole entire country is down 30 percent in population so like the thing it's a little bit harder turkey hunting and we're totally seeing it those areas that those birds normally hold in year after year after year where i've killed multiple multiple birds in these certain areas are now seeing that big hit Mm. and you're not there's not as many birds and i think a lot of it has to do with predatory where the predators are causing this problem and and we're starting to really see that effect i mean it's really taking a toll on us to be honest and yeah but it is what it is, man. You still grind and you kill a couple birds. You know, you're not going to take your five, but you're going to do what you can, you know, kill one or two and then move on for the season. But, right. So, anyways, getting back to it. So, I ended up scouting one area, found some birds, and then I was able, you scouted, and then I met you back at the house, and we ended up breaking into the woods um, where you've been scouting that bird for almost three weeks now and getting yeah. those birds roosted. And so we had broken into the woods, and you had so you had to hit the owl call, and I'm like, dude, there's one right there, and you're like, no, he's down further, and I'm like, no, dude, I'm first of all, I can't hear for shit. Well, my hearing's terrible, and I don't understand this because everybody that turkey hunt with can't can't hear anything, and I'm like, what? Matt's the same way, Wettish the same way. He's like, he'll be like, oh, it's over there. I'm like, no, dude, no, it's not. It's right there, and like, he's half deaf too. I think it's just from shooting guns all the time, and then you're half deaf. Everybody I turkey hunt with is deaf. What fun is turkey hunting if you're deaf? I think, though, I notice it doesn't matter who I hunt with. How many times have you been with a buddy and you hear a gobble and you never agree where it is? 
it, it can just be the way you're facing and the way I'm facing and the way it hits your ears, and you'll both point in two different directions. I think that you're just deaf, bro. No. That's definitely what it is. But anyway, so there was one that was a little bit. Agree with what I'm there, there was one a little bit closer, and I knew it. But then we, you wanted to push a little bit further, which then we ended up finding that bird that was a little bit further, yeah. and that was the bird that we ended up well, the, deciding on going to go in and hunt. I've been keeping tabs on those birds for quite a while now, and they they're not very regular with their roosting areas. I can't. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Sometimes they're the east. Sometimes they're the west. Sometimes they're the south. Sometimes they're very close, sometimes they're far away. It is what it is. That's why you have to do it the night before, to know exactly where they're going to be in the morning, right? Yeah, but the problem, as we went into in episode 190 with Matt Weddish, that night roosting is not always the end-all, be-all to turkey hunting. Right. And we've learned this multiple, multiple times. And the birds seem to be a little bit quieter this year than they have have in past years, which is super weird to me. Like, just not gobbling to that extent of gobbling. I, I don't get it. I don't know why. It, it's so weird. Like, the bird that we worked today, I mean, like, it, it, both birds that we worked today, they just didn't call back the way that you would think that they would call back and with the reactions that they had given. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you work a turkey and that thing just gobbles every single time or it doesn't gobble at all. I mean, it's like, but you have to throw out three calls in a sequence to then get a return gobble. Yeah, there's like one to Super three. Weird. I agree with that, yeah. I don't know. It was just it was just totally weird. It was I don't know. Anyways, so we end up finding this one bird and we then decide, you know what, it'll be way more fun to hunt together on opening day, try and get a little bit better footage and film the hunt, and then we'll go and we'll move on another bird. Well there's another factor to this too. If we hunted the other birds that we wanted to hunt, we were looking at what? 3 a.m. leave the house? Yeah, I mean, depending on where we were driving to, yeah. And walking to. Yeah. And if we hunted this bird, we could walk out my door at 5 a.m. That sounded a little bit more appealing. (laughs) Yeah, but the thing, too, is that, and I didn't, one of the things when we did get up at 5, it got a lot lighter faster than I thought it was going to get, to be honest. Mm. I mean, just from two weeks ago, dude, it was like, I swear that legal shooting light wasn't until 540. I don't know what it is, what it was today, it was like but it was like twenty four or something. Yeah, like dude, that, that came quick. Like I, I, was, I wasn't worried about it because I knew how far off that bird was. Right, like I knew we weren't going in tight to him. Well, that one bird. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the bird we were setting up for. Yeah, was nowhere near us. He was just within earshot and workable, but there's no way he was going to see us or anything like that. So I wasn't too worried about going in in gray light. So we ended up getting down in there. And he's fired up on the limb, gobbling, whatever. We get all set up. Uh, so I hit the call. And it might actually, the background noise might be getting a little bit louder. We're actually on the highway. And Marduk's obviously got giant tires on his truck. So you probably yeah. hear those humming in the background. But we are the drive. So Fucking this is the rated, dude. So anyways, so, <laughs> so we get all set up in there. And I hit the call, dude. And it was mad early, dude. And that thing was already on the ground. Yeah. And, like, earlier than I would expect him to be. Um, so we start calling at him. He gobbles back, like, three or four times, going the other direction. And so just every, like, ten minutes, hit a call. And then he would kind of, like, go east to west. And you would kind of hear him, but kind of still faint. Got a little bit closer at one point, And then completely shut up. Yeah. And then that was about 6.30. I wasn't too concerned i've worked birds in this exact area before he 
pretty much did what I expected. I knew at some point he was going to come off that hill to where we were. Um, my biggest thing was trying to keep you there long enough to wait for it to happen. Um, but, yeah, like you said, he, he, he sat up there on the hill. He walked back and forth, gobbled, 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 shut up. And I don't think we heard from him for... I don't know. It was 45 quite minutes, some time. maybe. It was definitely nothing. quite some time. And, if and not you, longer. And you would periodically call just to check him. And he you wouldn't know, respond. Wouldn't respond. And so we're just like sitting there. And I had just called, actually. And we had actually, at one point, we thought we had heard some down below. Well, leaves. I thought I heard something walking. Yeah. Yeah. And we had hit the call, and one lit off behind us. Back from where we came from. Way up there. Yeah. So that was the other bird that I had heard on the roost, I think. Yeah. And then he just never said anything. We might have, A, gotten too close to him, or he just shut up on the limb, which is both very, very good possibilities. So we thought we had heard leaves. And then, like, ten minutes later, I call again. And you still kind of hear rustling, but it wasn't like... It's, like, down over the rise. So it's kind of muffled. There's a stream down there. You can't really hear it all Uh that well. It was kind of weird. And both of us are just sitting there, you know, just playing on phones. Yeah, no gloves no on, gloves. no face mask on. Just kind of BSing more or less quietly, just sitting there yeah. waiting for that gobble to come off the top of that hill. I'm not trying to deer hunt a turkey. Not doing it. I grind all fall for a deer, ready to rock at any given second. When it comes to turkey season, if, if he's gobbling and I know he's in that workable range, you know, it's game time, gloves are on, face mask on cameras are on ready to rock but if if i don't feel like i'm in the game i'm i'm just i'm just chilling yeah and that's one of the good things about turkey hunting mm-hmm. like it's just yeah. it's just a chill time i'm more of a runner and gunner and we always both of us actually say this i would never kill a quiet turkey yeah you happy. for one reason and me for another but i will never kill i've never killed a silent bird ever in my life because I'm a runner and gunner. If they're not gobbling, I'm not killing them. And you, because no mask, not paying just, attention, yeah. smoking cigarettes, whatever the case may be. And so we're sitting there, and we thought we heard something down below. And almost simultaneously, me and Mardik look at each other, and I'm like, <laughs> turkey, turkey, he's right there. And his head pops up at like 20, 20 yards, yards. Dude, <laughs> right over this little rise. And I'm like, oh, crap, what are we going to do? So he's like just standing there. Yeah, my momentarily. Gun, my guns across my lap. Red dots not turned on. Safety's on. But I'm thinking like, dude, I'm like, Marduk, do something. Like, bro, j- shoot him something. Uh, but I'm not knowing that you're not your red dots I'm, not on. But I'm like, bro, come on, I'm good. Just, just swing and shoot. I'm good, but I was just stuck. I just right? needed him to make a move first. Yeah, but yeah, but I would have just um, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. So he starts to turn. And I'm like, okay, he didn't putt. He didn't really, he kind of like looked through us, didn't really see us because we were kind of like motionless and we're just sitting there. No cameras on, no nothing, dude. We're just sitting there literally with our pants down and had, we couldn't do a thing. And I'm just, I'm thinking, Marduk, do something. Marduk, do something. And he, like, goes to turn. And I'm like, okay, he's going over the over the rise, and he's going to be gone. So as soon as he went behind the rise or started to go behind the rise, I cut at him. And as soon as I cut, he turns and starts going to the right. The broadside, yeah. And then he comes up over the rise one more time and shows his head. At this point now, you have your safety off. Well, when he turned, from my angle, he went behind, like, a little 
I don't want to call it a blowdown, but like a like a log jam or something, you know, just some debris. And as soon as you went behind the debris, it was like hit the red dot button, flip the safety, pulled up the gun. And as soon as he cleared the other side of that blowdown, I had a window and I just shot him. Just pulled up and yeah. just put the red dot there and just pulled the trigger. So he goes completely right down instantaneously. That I'm saddies, like, oh fatties, steam rolled him. Yeah. Just rolled him. So he's on the ground, dude, and we're like, what What just happened, dude? This <laughs> no, is absolutely wild. That all took place in five seconds. It was a five-second encounter. Insanity. Just reactional, boom, boom, boom. Call, shoot, done. You know, now he's on the ground. But we're both just looking at ourselves like, what, what just, happened? just happened, dude? Like, he gobbled up on the hill, and then now he's in our lap. Like, yeah. Didn't even, like, 300 yards? Dude, I have no idea, bro. I'm guessing, it was, yeah. It was absolutely crazy. So we're hooting and hollering, do our thing, take pictures, absolute great bird, phenomenal, Marduk's first opening open day, day bird. bird, congratulations, was absolutely amazing, slapping hands, hanging out, Smoking talking, cigars. and uh, got on uh, Snapchat, FaceTime with the boys, told the story, this, that, and the other thing. In the meantime, Lou ends up shooting one, too. Uh, he shot his a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but we hadn't talked because we were still in the middle of our hunt. Right. Well, he but he called he he had texted us. Yeah, but we hadn't talked. No. Yeah. And then uh, he was actually on his second bird, working on his second bird, and uh, so anyway, so we do our thing, we pack it up, we're like, all right, let's get out of here, let's see if we can get up yeah, and onto the top and see if we can't strike that other strike bird. that other bird that was behind us, and then we went up Mount Rushmore, uh, the side of Mount Rushmore. Straight wow, up. That was, the, yeah. We, well, well, that, that was pretty good. Well, that's the thing, though. We could have went to the left. It's the easy route, but we're exposed. And we could have went to the right, easy route, but we're exposed. So we had to go right up, the, up. right up the face. I yeah. mean, it was like, you know, we basically climbed Mount Everest this morning. Called at the top of the hill, and we ended up striking him. It was wicked far off. And so we ended up making a set. Called, called, called. Nothing, 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 nothing. Moved up 75 yards, called, called again. Nothing. Nothing. So we said, all right, well, let's go clean this bird and let's get into a second property as game plan was. So we get back to down to the house. Sarah was there, took some pictures for us, some beautiful pictures. Um, hung out, did the thing, cleaned the bird. No. No, we were, oh, ta- we were in the middle that's of That's right, we were taking the pictures. I and, forgot about that. And that, that damn bird fired off right where we were just trying to strike him. So he had come right in. Mm-hmm. Was doing the silent thing again. So. I looked at Trev and I said, let's go dude, let's go kill him. I mean, he's right there. Shh. I, I, I fucked up. I said, this should be a quick one. <laughs> let's just go yeah, bang this. Exactly. Let's go bang yeah. this one out real quick and then go on to the game plan. So we go in there. We tried striking him right, right, kind of where he was. He wouldn't strike with a crow call. Yeah. Well, remember we kind of took that back yeah. door in. So you know. Yeah, but but what I'm saying when we parked the truck, we tried. To oh yeah, yeah, him yeah. See right, if we would right. Light off. Yep. Then we went in the back door, kind of got over there, got up on that hill. Well, we stopped right there before the hill because I wanted to get to that hill, but I knew if he was where I thought he was, it might be too close. Right. So I wanted you to strike him first. You hit him with the turkey call. He gobbled. He was just far enough away and down over the hill where I said, let's go. And we moved up, I don't know, what is it, another 40 yards maybe to those oak trees? Yeah. And set up. 
And so he starts striking. He's coming in, coming in, coming in. And finally ends up coming up the hill. Yeah. And he's and gobbling, it's, but it's, it's like it's like every, in in sequence, second run. And you're, it's like, like every other weird. second run, too. It's so weird. Finally, he gets close enough. I'm like, okay, he's coming. And it's one of those perfect classic setups where we're just over the crest of the hill. So when he pops up to where he can see where we are, done. He's already in range. What we thought. Well, he was. I mean, yeah, at 40. Yeah. Would you like to put him at 20? Yeah, but I, well, we were set up for the camera, too. Right. Which didn't work out either. But. No. So he ends up coming up the hill, and I'm like, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. And oh. then I just I just saw his head. I didn't the see him first, because I'm, like, on the right-hand side, 10 yards behind you. Yeah, the first thing I saw was the top of his fan. He was coming in at full strut. And then he broke strut, kind of turned to the left, head, head sticking up, you know, doing that looker. I had the bead right on him, 40 yards. I just shot my gun at 40 yards yesterday. That's a dead bird. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking, there's no way Trev got any footage. He's 10, 15 yards behind me. There's no footage there. I just killed a bird this morning with no footage. I'm like, I'm not going to shoot another one right now with no footage. We want right. the footage. We're trying to get one on fan, on film. So I didn't pull the trigger because he, he see, at the time, he seemed like there was no, no reason for him not to yeah, continue no, to come. I, but that happens. Them mature birds, they just, it and, just, they see, they don't, they, they, it's not that they see something that they don't like, they just don't see what they would like. He, yeah. And he they just, they get, that's he, how it goes. He knew where that call was coming from, and he got to the point where he could see that location, and there was nothing there. There's just not what he wanted yeah. to see. And his distraction um, I, wasn't I, somewhere else. I know he didn't pick me off because I was rock solid. I had my face mask on. I right. had my gloves on. We're tucked and, in. You know, going back to Matt Weddish, I don't think this was discussed on the podcast. But it was a conversation I had with him at Mohegan Sun. I knew the second I didn't pull the trigger, I knew I screwed up because what he did was he was coming in. And sometimes, you know, when those birds come in, they, they kind of like zig and zag a little bit. But their chest is always like facing you. Like he'll turn to the right. Turn to the left, chest towards you. He showed me his back. He t- he turned over yes. his right shoulder, and the second he showed me his ass, I said he's 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 not coming. Yeah, they're always in the forward motion of direction. Right. When they're coming in, mm-hmm. I mean that's always always. It's like he they give you the cold shoulder as soon as they turn that shoulder oh, to you. You're well, normally shoulder. when they give you that cold shoulder, the next thing is a putt. Yeah, he didn't Guaranteed. putt though. though. No, I, I, no, he no, may no. have. I didn't hear. What is this no, strobe light going not, on here? I don't know. We're that's in the middle good. of a rave on Route Two. Yeah, that's good. Huh. We're actually on three ninety five. Oh no, this is Route Two. Yeah, right. Um, just let me worry about the driving. Okay? Right, whatever. I don't know. It is it. a rave. That's pretty crazy. But anyways, um, but yeah, no, they're always in the forward motion towards you, and when they turn, that's when the putt comes. Head goes up, putts, and then they turn and they burn. Mm-hmm. Um, that did not happen. He goes down the hill. Once he gets down the hill. We then tried to move forward just a little bit, hopefully that we can call him back to that area. Well, he went down in that gut, and he responded a few times down there. That's when I looked back at you. I, I knew you were going to stay where you are. I said, let me move up. I don't even know how far I moved up. 30 yards, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I crawled. I belly crawled. Imagine me belly crawling like G.I. Joe over here. Belly crawled up like 30 yards, got to another oak tree. You My- weren't doing it like a ninja. Absolutely not. Fuck that. So, anyways, 
I, I moved up 30 yards. My thought was if, and I knew it was a long if just by the way he threw that cold shoulder. My thought was if Trev could intrigue him enough to come back up that hill, he's not going to expect me to be 30 yards closer, and I'm going to get that shot way sooner. Um, I tried working him like that for not too long. No, it was like 10 minutes, if but that. What he ended up doing is he started to work the terrain. It would have been to our right. There's like a... Spine. Yeah, it's kind of just like a ledge. So it's like, you know, he can come up the left side or he can come up the right side. He can't, he can't come up the middle because it's just a sheer sheer face. So I knew what he was doing. There's a road right there. He was circling around that way. So now he'd be coming up from our right. So then I had a belly crawl all the way back to Trev. <laughs> Um, got back to you, and now we, same thing. He's holed up down in that bottom for what forty-five minutes. Yeah, we kept gobbling on me, come a little bit closer, and then he would kind of drift away. And, and you could or tell he was he just was doing, strutting, going turning left, one of the other, left, going yeah. to the left, going to the right, right, going to the left, going to the right, and then every once in a while it seemed like he was like facing us when he gobbled. So we'd be like, "Oh, okay, see, that sounds closer," and then he'd go left or right, left or right, and. I'd look at Trev and I'm like, dude, what do you want? We got to do something. Like, this is a Mexican standoff right now. And just when we were thinking about just making a move or backing off, he'd sound closer. I it, swore at one point he was almost uh, in our lap. Dude, but I thought I, I don't know I how. Thought I, heard the, I thought I heard the leaves. I thought I heard him walking at one point. I thought so too, man. I really did. Yeah. I, I, th- I thought that he was going to come and he was going to do what he needed to do. And then we decided that we would back well, out and try and get back down yeah, well, on the his funniest, level. The funniest part was we were we were right on top. Of, it's it's literally the highest point on the entire hill is where we are. And a lot of birds, like, they like to strut up there because they like getting on that high ground and whatever. And I remember looking at you, and I was like, dude, let's make a move. And you're like, we're stuck here. And I'm like, we are not stuck here, dude. Like, I know, stuck there, I, know, I know this property too well. I'm like, I can get us wherever you want right now. No, I know. But the thing is, he was that close. And once you stood up, he could see you. And that's virtually what ended up happening mm, in the movement, I think. I think we got too tight on the move, on the back end. On the back end. Yeah. But so anyways. what we ended up doing, we, we decided to then back out and then come around the peninsula and get on his level and then call him back to where he had st- stood off on us. The as first time. At the first time, yeah. And, and never heard him again. Never heard him again. So he locked up. But, and it, I mean, you could say we messed up with the aggressive move. But at that point, what are we going to do? Sit there on top of the hill and, and just sit there and call? Like It's all or nothing. Right. It's an all or nothing move. And that's a... You know that's an aggressive move, but that's it. That's that's the difference of putting a bird in the bag and not putting a bird in the bag in that right. situation. And that's where that's where running and gunning is is an important thing. That's where doing that at that that's that's where my that's where my favorite thing is. You know what I'm saying? Like it's an all or nothing aggressive move in running and gunning. Like being aggressive sometimes it's like it's like during the rut and buck hunting where you get into that bedding ground you get in those areas that you wouldn't get into and that's that's how i play turkey hunting very aggressive right it's an all or nothing and if i don't kill him that day i'm gonna kill him the next day you know what i'm saying and that's that happens a lot where you just push those limits you need to get on them you know what i'm saying and yeah and that's it's what needed to be happening what are you gonna do sit on top of that hill well even me and i'm a lot more patient when it comes to that stuff. Like, if it was just me and it, we didn't have the camera gear and you weren't with me and it was just me sitting on top of that hill, I, I could sit there for a couple hours and play the game with them and maybe even go quiet and just see what happens. 
but even I at that point was like, something's got to give here. We're burning time. We've got one bird dead. Let's just, let's make a move. All or nothing. It's either going to work or it's not. And then we can move on and go find another bird because, you know, it's getting a little later in the morning and I didn't want to burn a whole day playing cat and mouse with this bird. I know this bird pretty well. I don't, you know what I mean? I'm not worried about him. He'll be back. We'll, we'll be able to, we'll be able to dance another day. So let's just go for it right now. Yeah. So we backed out and then that's what ended up happening. And then, so we left, we left there. It was like, well, we went back and we cleaned the bird, got all that all situated and everything else. And then we ended up taking off to the next ground. The brownies. We took a plate of brownies. With oh, us. we did like take an entire a full plate. plate of brownies with us. Like, we didn't, we didn't pack them up. We just brought the whole plate and put them right in my center console. Yep. And then ate the nice, juicy, fudgy, cooked brownies that Sarah made for us. And, you know, the thing is, like, you come to turkey camp, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm on a diet. This, yeah, you don't do that when Sarah's around because you make sure that you're fed and well-fed. And uh, I'm dying as we speak because all the crap that I ate today. But anyways, so <laughs> we ended up leaving – Leaving the farm, and we went down and checked a couple of spots, dude, and we didn't hear a gobble for the rest of the day. Literally have not heard a gobble since we oh, left yeah, the farm. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. But so You're we, absolutely right. We broke into uh, two spots. Didn't We saw one strutting, um, but on some private ground, way off of public. Yeah. And could not make a move on them. Mm. Mm. Could not make a move on them. And then we ended up going to another spot, and we ended up walking like three miles. And didn't hear a single gobble, which is weird because it was one of the areas that I had roosted birds the night before. The night before, yeah. And not had anything happen. But, I mean, that's part of it, dude. That's turkey hunting. I don't know what is going on. It is super weird this year. Do you think it has something to do with everyone thinking that everything's kind of, everything hit early? So, even though it's our opening day, it's kind of like, really, they're playing like it's week two or week like at the end of week one, I don't, you know, in in my personal opinion, honestly, I think it would be better because as those birds go into, mm. you know, once they start to hit the nest and this, that, and the other thing, those birds are, I mean, that at More. that week, that normal two and three week is when they're absolutely gung ho fire. Mm. When them hens are on the nests and they haven't, you know, they haven't, you know, bred a turkey or a hen in a couple of days they're on on fire right i mean yeah, dude it gets no, stupid when there's right now all the hens are receptive correct in a week two weeks from now they're n- not none so they think they have the chance so that late season so so going back to what you just said do i think that that it's like that no i think it's something else i really do think it's something else. i don't know what it is maybe that there is a lot of hens that are still receptive and it's keeping those gobblers from doing stuff i mean like the tom that we were working come to find out with it after when we were looking at cameras he had a hen with him mm. when we were working him you know what i'm saying I, the the turkeys that i saw yesterday road scouting there was one tom two three jakes and four or five hens they were all together right. last night you know what i'm saying and then there was another tom down the road that was still had a hen with him, and he's gobbling at her, chasing her around in the end of the day, which it could have been a year-old hen, too. That's another possibility, too. So there's a lot of variables in there, dude. Do I think that it's 
at that point where they're just not gobbling? No. Because they had come in early? No. That's actually better because, as we had talked about in the podcast with Matt, is that your season is set up to be half to three-quarters of the way through their – we'll call it cycle. Est- I was yeah. going to call it estrus. But, yeah, through their breeding cycle so that – You start talking estrus, you're going to be all fired yeah, up. Yeah, I know. Well, that's <laughs> – Hey, you know me and deer. Yeah. But so it's it's – do I think it's one thing? No, I don't. I just think that it was an off day. You have to remember, we're about to have a barometric change today. Mm. You know, it was, you know, it went from a high and it's going to a low, which play a big part in the goblin too. A little bit warmer than normal. And there's a lot of variables there. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's just one of those. It's just, it's just turkey hunting, dude. And if it wasn't like that, then we wouldn't be turkey hunting all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what makes turkey hunting what turkey hunting is. Um, oh, absolutely. That's what makes it fun. You you remember the hard ones. You know what I mean? Like, it's fun to have those quick bangers right off the stick. Bro, I don't think I've ever killed a turkey off the stick. Never in my life. I don't think I don't that even was like, like a fly I don't down. E- I honestly don't even set up to kill them off the stick. I don't like being that close to the roost. I'd a rather fl- let them hit the ground and then call them another 100 yards or well, whatever. Well, fly but. down, like, right into the spread. Like, you hear those stories and stuff. Like, yeah, I don't think... You know, like Seth had talked about it, like killing a bird before seven a.m. I've definitely killed birds. You killed before that bird 7 this morning before seven. Yeah, it was six fifty. Yeah. I don't. Do I think that? I don't know. I like calling them, dude. I like making them work. My but my seven, time is ten to two. Seven a.m. is or nine to two. Is you're still working that bird? I'm talking about those like five forty five before six a.m. birds. Oh, that's what I'm saying. As soon yeah, as they yeah, hit yeah. the ground. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I don't think I've ever put one in the ground within an hour of sunrise. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if it's five twenty, I don't think I've killed one between five twenty and six twenty. Right. It's just not my thing. And I you know, and you're on birds, but just working them in and I don't get that close. You know? Yeah. I just don't. Because a lot of the times in the train that we're hunting, if they're up and we're trying to hunt up, now they're being able to see us, whether there's ground cover or leaf cover or not. So you have to try and keep that in the back of your mind where, and it's still early, dude. That's the other thing. Like when we were moving around at your place today, that place had been selective cutting before. So it's kind of a little bit more wide open Mm. and you don't have, even though you have the terrain features, you don't have the leaf or the, or the cover features. Which make it a little bit tougher yeah. to be working on birds. You're using that terrain to your advantage, where so other places that I've hunted, be, you know, that that I hunt normally, they have both. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because it's a little bit thicker in the trees. There's other trees in there that normally leave before other leaves. You know what I'm saying? Right. A lot of ground yeah. cover, so on and so forth. Um, so you're using both of those things to your advantage. But, I mean, that's what makes it the most fun. Like, like you get busted, and it's just... Dude, they tricked you another day. That's a good day at turkey hunting, in my opinion. Like, let it. Those let it are be. my. Those are honestly my favorite ones. Like, a, when you work a bird for multiple days, mm-hmm. and you finally get the right setup or do the right thing mm-hmm. to finally, <clears throat> excuse me, trick him and clo- and seal the deal. Those are the ones you remember the most. Yeah. The ones you got to come back and dance with him another day, and then mm-hmm. he licks you again, and then you finally figure him out. That those are those are the best. It just it just makes it so you keep coming back to what you're doing. So this afternoon we ended up going into a piece of public and roosting um, to potentially hunt in the morning. We haven't really decided. We're gonna go back home and, and get a game plan going. But we there was a fly up, but no gobble. 
So we don't know if it's a hen or two jig. Well, yeah, two flyouts. Hen or jig or gobbler. We don't really know yet, but it's an hour ride for us. So is it worth it on the flyout? Eh, I don't know. I, I we'll think, have to talk I, about it. I don't think so. I mean, who knows? Well, that's because you want to kill the bird at your house. Oh, he's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to die. He's a good we bird, just, too. We just haven't decided on what we want to do. I think, honestly, I think we might have to take the walk. That's I think my personal I, I'm, opinion. I'm leaning towards that. And it's this is the thing, dude. We've been up early. It's 9 p.m. right now we're recording. We have to then drop the podcast. We have to leave the house at what? 330? Mm, 3, yeah. Yeah? 315. Yeah, 315. So, I mean, it, this is turkey hunting, dude. This is turkey camp. I'm going to be miserable as hell tomorrow, tired as shit. I hope I can pull the trigger, hey, though. you know what I always say? Everybody wants to be a turkey hunter until it's time to do turkey hunting shit. You know, we say that as a cap. That's a captain <laughs> meme, you asshole. I'm not a fucking captain, yeah, so I don't say that. Exactly. Everybody wants to be a captain until they have to do captain shit. Yeah. And that's what they always say, right? It is what it is. Oh, we're pulling in. We got to fuel cigar. up for the drive. I get cigars. No, we're oh, fueled up. We need, we, need, we need backwoods for the for the smoke. Oh, we're session. smoking tomorrow, bub. It's it. We're going to smoke in the... Ooh, it'll be like a relive. I think the... Bishop, don't get excited. We're not smoking the shit you think we're smoking. Yeah. What is... uh, Dude, what was... Did we figure out what the date is that we killed the double in that spot? And we're going back there and relive it? 29th, I think you said. Okay. So that's tomorrow? I don't know, dude. No, today, know. tomorrow's the 27th. We killed him on the 29th. So we're we're a little bit behead, ahead. But, well, man, let's see what the turkey season brings for us. We're going to have some fun. We'll have a recap. We're, I think that we're going to end up podcasting tomorrow night and dropping another podcast. Are we going to do that? As long as we kill, I think, is what we're going to do. I think we're going to full-fledgedly just keep dropping podcasts until... You know, throughout a turkey camp, if we can if we can kill tomorrow, we're going to do another turkey. I mean, as long as it's a good story. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. well, I hope everybody's having a great, successful season. And everybody, you know, please get on over to the Outdoor Drive family over on uh Facebook and share your hunts with us. We definitely want to see them, pictures, uh, kids, so on and so forth. You guys, your success through turkey season and what you guys got going on that's most important to us. Um, and make sure to check that out. And hopefully turkey season, you know, is good for you. And hopefully we kill a bird in the morning, dude. As you guys are all listening to this, hopefully we're out there and we're killing. So stay tuned on our social media platforms. Um, and for everyone else, thanks for taking the ride right here on the Outdoor Drive. Outdoor Drive.